kids. They're gonna love Dark Falls. <laughs> Revenge, revenge. Gotta get my revenge. Revenge, revenge. This is the revenge. Welcome to Welcome to De- Deadcast. My name is Daniel Montgomery. This is my twin brother, Matthew Scott and Montgomery. I want revenge. I can't believe this happened to me, and now it's time to get my revenge. That's right. We are on the second story of three um, in Triple Header Book Two. Triple Header Goosebumps Book Two. The Revenge. By R.L. Stein. Three shocking tales of terror. Get out of my way. It's time for my revenge. We love Goosebumps and we can't wait to talk about them right now. We can't wait to talk about revenge. So this short story is called The Revenge. <gasps> what? I'm going to read the introduction and I am a monster with three different heads. Ooh, are you slim lefty and righty? That's right. Lefty's going to sound like this. And slim's going to sound like me. And righty's gonna sound like this (laughs) here we go i couldn't sleep last night my dog kept barking and barking so what did you do i stopped standing on his tail Mm. was that you or your dog i heard howling all night it was me of course well why were you up howling at the moon because you can't howl down at the moon (laughs) makes sense here's a story that's a real howl it's called the revenge matthew would you call the story a real howl yeah tell me why um i makes you want to howl when i think about it oh okay well that explains it yes so our protagonist is a girl named amelia and she has a neat yeah a squealia <laughs> she has a neat freak best friend forever named isaac and they're playing on the playground with her dog fluffy now it has been raining for two days and there are puddles everywhere so so many details amelia <laughs> <laughs> Matthew is making fun of my notes right now. I'm I'm encouraging true love. Sure. Amelia throws the ball to Fluffy and ch- and is just chatting with Isaac. And a- Isaac tells her that he hung out with his cousin Rachel the other day, who took him to a fortune teller. And we her just name had a Rachel. In the That's last right. Triple header. That's right. Her name is Madame Margot, and she has a room above Earl the bar. Stein loves M names, and he loves the name Margot. He says that Madame Margot has a room above the barbershop downtown, but she was super lame. But halfway through, she said she could teach us how to fly out of our bodies for $100. Ask for projections, so bye. Yeah, right, Isaac says. It's totally bogus. He doesn't believe in the supernatural, but Amelia does. I want to fly out of my body, she thinks. I want to fly all the way out of my body. But then Corey Calder shows up. He's the biggest and meanest kid in eighth grade. He's got short, crinkly red hair. Drink big beefy face and eyes the color of mud wow another bully he yanks amelia's long brown ponytail hard and she says what do you want Corey?" and 
or Isaac says, what do you want, Cord? He says, stay out of this, I'm sick. That's his nickname for Isaac. I'm sick. Corey accuses Amelia of telling telling on him. He says, you told Principal Freakman that I pulled the fire alarm. This should teach you not to be a squealer. A squealia. Uh. He grabs the ball from Fluffy's mouth and teases her with it, then throws it into the busy street. That is... That's... That's not okay. Yeah, it's really fucked up, and I want to get some revenge. Fluffy chases it into the street, and Amelia gives a harsh whistle. Right as Fluffy almost runs into the street, but he stops because of the whistle. So, so Fluffy's fine, you guys. But, but a truck runs over the story. Ball. I remember thinking, like, oh my gosh, like Fluffy's about to die. There's going to be a dead dog in this in this book, and I'm just going to have to deal with the fact that there's a dead dog. But there wasn't. Thank God. Thank the good Lord. A truck runs over that ball and pops it. Isaac tells Corey what a jerky thing that was to do. And then Corey grabs a hunk of mud and drops it, to, drops it down the front of Isaac's pants and then wipes his muddy hand on Isaac's shirt and then oh, leaves. Oh no, another bully that I'm afraid is not going to get his comeuppance that he deserves because bullies almost always win in Goosebumps books. Daniel, what kind of mean bully name would you give Corey Calder? I would probably, I would I would call him um, Corey Corey uh, Balder, because he's gonna end up bald. Oh, okay. What about you? I'd call him Snorri because he's so fucking boring. That is really exceptional. So they, um, <sighs> they're so upset. Amelia and Isaac are furious. And say, I'm sick and Esquilia. Like, I want to get the revenge. Someone's ought to teach him a lesson. And Amelia gets a wild idea. So she empties her savings account at the, at the bank. What? It's $100. And she says, you know what, bitch? I'm taking my ass to Madame Margot's, and I'm going to fucking get the revenge. And so she does she goes to and thanks for joining us today she she goes to madame margot's in the room and she shows up and her and madame margot's room is tiny and it's red and it's filled with candles and there's a little skull in the corner and madame margot sits at this large chair behind a narrow table and she has this creaky voice that sounds like this oh wow and then she's bright short red hair and she weighs 400 pounds (laughs) I'm not kidding. That's what Arl that Stockton says. Yes. And she's wearing a stained purple jogging suit that are covering, this is what Arl Stein says, her rolls of fat. I can't believe, like, he just, that's the description of this person. She asks, uh, Madame Margot asks Amelia to sit and she takes her hand and she says, I know your name starts with a B or an S. And did Amelia's get, did like, Did you get the gag? Yes. BS. BS. I thought that was a fun little thing that Arlstein snuck in there. That was for adults. And she says, Ami- oh, it's, um, uh, oh, I know your name. Amelia's like, girl, it's Amelia. And she says, I knew that. Amelia, you're shy and you don't have many friends and you're afraid to talk to people. And Amelia's like, no, no, not no, at all. No, I'm not. My dad says I'm a chatterbox. And she says, your parents are worried about you, aren't they? And she says, nope, they're not. She says, you're brother and she's i don't have a brother so your sisters are worried i don't have any sisters amelia's like this is trash i don't I'm have it. any family and madame margaret says wait i know why you're here i can give you the power of astral projection projection but only if you accept the danger you only have one hour out of your body and if you don't return in time you're locked out you got that ever 
Madame Margaret tells her, she'll be invisible, and you can parcel out the hour however you wish. But when you reach the 60-minute point... But she says it like this. <laughs> Amelia thinks about it for a second, and then she gives her all her many. And then... Madame Margaret is a wild ceremony featuring crazy tricks and colorful magics. Nope. She just kind of mumbles some words to herself. And she walks behind Amelia and like touches her head and says, shut your eyes. And then just kind of says, and then stops. And Amelia's like, is that it? And she says, yeah, when you wish to fly free, you will. So now go, go, shoo, shoo. I must rest. And Amelia Amelia leaves. She has so many questions, but Madame Margot slams the door in her face. Isaac is there waiting for her. And Amelia's like, I'm sick. I think I wasted my money. And then just like that. Just like that. Just like that. Just like that. Corey runs into Amelia with his bike. And she hits the ground, ripping her pants open, splitting her pants. Hate and gravel embeds itself into her bare, naked pink skin. And she talks about her bloody knee and how it won't stop bleeding. And then he runs over Isaac's shoe and says, death to white sneakers. Which really, really, really cranks Isaac's tractor. And as he's riding away, he shrieks, and they say Corey's reign of terror has to stop. So the Snorri ne- Balder. So the next day at school, Corey continues being a bully up until last period, and Amelia says she's sick. <laughs> I'm sick. And so she gets a pass to go to the nurse, and and she but she's gonna spy on. She goes to walks around yeah, and spies on Corey. Yeah, she's gonna and spy And she sneaks on him. in. The, she looks through the windows and she sees that she sees that Corey's in the science lab, and she slips into a janitor's closet across the hall, and it's filled with these brooms and these mops. And, and she, she sits, sits and she takes a deep breath like this. But <gasps> she says, "Is this gonna work? Am I gonna astral project?" And she closes her eyes, and it does work. The next second, she's floating above her own body, and she's looking down in it. She floats straight up and sees... So the next second, she's floating above her body, looking down at it. And she floats straight up, and she sees feet and desk legs. And she's going through the... Feet and desk legs? That's my favorite band. She's going through the floor, and she sees a white sneaker with a black line across it. It's Isaac's sneaker. Death to all white sneakers. Death to all of them. She floats up and waves her hand in front of Isaac's face and grabs his ankle and and tries to do things. And and when he when she grabs his ankle, he screams and says, "Someone, someone, grab my ankle!" And the teacher says, "What? Get back to work." And and so then Amelia like concentrates and she's able to move her hand through his leg. So she's wow, like, wow. I can touch it and I can move through it. And then she floats down through the floor, through the closet door and out to the hall. And, and she's doing it down to the floor. And she's doing somersaults and she checks her wristwatch and sees that it's been five minutes so far. Okay. So, so she has 55 minutes left before she's dead. She floats into the science lab and they're dissecting frogs. And she, you know, that's oh, where Corey wow, is. Tony the frog. And Amelia m- makes Corey's frog dead frog get up and dance and Corey's like oh my gosh wow like this Michigan fr- J frog yes she he says this one's alive that he says this this frog's alive and he bonks it on the head and Amelia oh, drops no. it as if he knocked it out Bonkalo. and when Corey isn't looking she grabs the frog and throws it at the teacher's back at Mr. Stockwell's back 
And Mr. Stockwell says, my teacher's back. He says, who did that? Corey? And Corey says, it wasn't me. The frog's alive. It's doing all kinds of crazy stuff. He says, enough, Corey. Take this seriously. So Corey starts to dissect the frog. And Amelia taps him on the head, causing him to look up startled. But then she grabs the frog and drops it down the front of his shirt and squishes it against his chest. Ew, squish. And Corey leaps up and lets out a screech. And he pulls up his shirt and he peels the dead frog off. But only the leg comes off. Mr. Stockwell yells at them, yells at him, grabs him by his collar and takes him to the principal's office. And Amelia's like, <laughs> Corey looks scared. I'm really getting, getting him good. Yeah. And she decides, what a great revenge. She floats back into her body. She's so glad she got the revenge. But when she gets to the closet, the body's gone. No, please. Oh, wait, wrong closet. She do, she goes to the right closet. Oh, now. thank God. I was really scared. But she's, she's like, how do I get back in my body? I don't know. Maybe I'll just close my eyes and then I'll just be back in the my body and she was yeah bigger than my body gives me credit for she looks at her watch she's only used it 14 minutes wow after school (laughs) (laughs) amelia finds Corey shoving isaac's face into the water fountain typical Corey. and then he heads off to basketball tryouts before he can see amelia and she says isaac are you okay and isaac has dirty leaves all over his face yeah amelia says you won't believe what i did i astral projected and I grabbed her ankle. I took that naked dead frog and I shoved it all up on Corey's titties and then made him go to the principal's office. That sounds hot. Yeah, it sounds fucking hot. Isaac's like, I don't know. I, I believe you, by the way, but I don't think this is a good idea. But Amelia says, I have to go to basketball practice. And she so she goes... Be careful into, what you wish for. She goes into her girl's, the girl's restroom, sits sits on a, uh, sits into a stall. And then pisses. And then floats out of her body into the basketball court. <laughs> And Corey is sitting there with the other players in the bleachers as the coach is talking to them. And Amelia ties his shoelaces together. Oh my gosh, lol. And then everyone looks and the clock says, it's turn 1956. And, and when Corey gets up, he trips and falls flat on his face. Uh-huh. And the coach says, geez, Corey, are you a natural klutz or do you have to work at it? Yeah, Samantha the klutz. During practice, every time Kurt... Corey had the ball. Amelia would slap it out of, out of his hands or pass it to the other team. Oh no, field goal, touchdown. He's so bad that the coach asks Corey to leave and tells him to try bowling, try yoga, babe. Yeah, try hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and he might make it to the JV team next year if he tries really hard. Yeah, Co- JV stands for junior varsity. Corey is furious and so angry. And Amelia looks at her watch and it says 3.15 p.m. Oh no, wait. It said 3.15 p.m. Oh, after what? Oh no, her watch is broken. Oh no, my watch is broken. I have to fly through the walls of the school back to my body and sink back in and see what time it really is. Oh no, only ten minutes left. Only ten minutes left, but she made it. So she runs in her real body over to Isaac, and they both catch Corey storming off. And he didn't even bother to to, to bully them. Wow, I guess he's finally learned his lesson. Yeah, she really got him there. And then he turns around and punches Isaac in the stomach. Oh, you. You. The next night, Amelia decides she's going to act like a ghost to stare, scare Corey with her 10 minutes left. Yeah, this is a really great plan that she had. Isn't this a fun story? This is so fun. The revenge. She sneaks out at midnight and walks to Corey's house. And she sits down on the ground next to Corey's house and closes her eyes and leaves her um, body in the in the wet grass. Yeah, she sits in someone's yard at midnight. Just a 12-year-old girl. But just before she floats away, she feels some something wet and hot around her wrist. Oh no, what is it? It's so wet and it's so hot it's fluffy her dog fluffy fluffy followed amelia from her house oh my god he followed her to school one day which was against the rules she lets out a long breath and a long whoosh that sounds like this 
She doesn't want to walk Fluffy all the way back. This fucking hot, wet, hot bitch. So she just puts Fluffy in her lap and hopes Fluffy will stay there as she astral projects. Please, Fluffy, please. She'll probably stay there. It'll only take 10 minutes. It'll only take 10 minutes, Fluffy. She floats up to Corey's bedroom and starts to moan like a ghost like this. Oh! (laughs) Whoa! Wow, it's really scary. But as she, as she does this, Corey's sleeping body doesn't move. He's not waking up. So she picks up some books and flaps them above him like this. But nothing. Then she throws a book like this. And then she throws a football at a model airplane and nothing. Then she dumps a bunch of encyclopedias on him. Nothing. And then she pinches his cheeks and slaps his face and says, wake up. Wait, wake she up, pinches wake up. his cheeks? She, she pinches his cheeks. And he's breathing. What's the deal? And then she feels an arm grabbing her. Then she takes a gun. She, she has an arm grabbing her, and she hears a voice say, Hello, Esquilia. And it's Corey, and he's in his astral form. Wait, are you serious? Arl Stein would never pull something like this, except he always does, and it was predictable. So Corey says, I I told my Aunt Margot today about what happened oh, to me at school. Oh, that explains that they're both redheads and both have eyes and colors mine. And he says, so she gave me the power, too. Yeah, she, she mumbled over my back one night. And he says... That, you know, you spent a lot of time humiliating me yesterday, so I'm going to hold you in place until your time has passed and you're gone forever. I'm going to fucking kill you just like I almost tried to fucking kill your dog because I'm a little bitch. And he grabs her arms and steps on her feet so she can't budge. And she looks at the clock and she only has one minute left. And she says, please let me go. I'll, I'll do she anything. She says, I'll do anything she says to him i'll be your slave oh whoa but then Corey says ouch and lets go of her ouch and he hops from a foot to foot and 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 amelia sees that an astral fluffy is following her oh fluffy must have floated up with her when she astral projected now astral projection of fluffy is biting on Corey's leg I guess because Fluffy was on her lap, he is now also astral projected and must have also fallen asleep. Yes, the revenge. And uh, Amelia grabs Fluffy and, 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 you know, Fluffy, you know, is growling and attacking Cory and biting him and biting him. And Fluffy float away before Cory can grab either of them and they make it back to her body just in time. Wow, that was close. But when she wakes up, Fluffy is gone. Oh, no. And Cory runs outside his house in pajamas and he runs for her to punch her because he knows where her body was for some and reason. And he goes, yeah, what you want to get punched? What you want to, what you like better? Getting punched in your stomach or you know? And then he yells in pain and grabs his ankle and races around in circles, hopping up and down. And he runs back inside and Amelia was like, Fluffy, Fluffy is that you? Fluffy, is that you? And then she feels Fluffy hop into her arms and she runs around trying to find Fluffy's body, but... She never she found Fluffy's can't. body. I guess Fluffy's body didn't fall asleep in her lap and fell asleep somewhere else. And he just already, she just already had the power to astral project her dog body. Oh, well. Oh, oh well, well, I guess she has an astral projected dog now forever. But, but Amelia things, says things could be worse. Fluffy doesn't seem to mind. So here's the first paragraph and the last paragraph of The Revenge. Yeah. Watch out, I called frantically. Behind you, my friend Isaac moved out of the way just in time. The ball I had just thrown landed in a huge mud puddle. 
Having an astral dog is actually pretty cool. I take her with me everywhere I go, even to school. The teachers don't mind. They don't even know. They can't see her. And the best part? Isaac and I don't have to worry about Corey anymore. Fluffy keeps him in line. Uh, Matthew, do you wish this had been turned into a TV episode? No, I would have to say that there's nothing sweeter than revenge. Revenge is sweeter than you ever were. That's a really good point now that you bring that up. Would you say that you liked... So far in uh, Triple Header Book 2, have you liked Ghoul School more, or did you like The Revenge more? Ooh, okay, so out of The Revenge and Ghoul School, I would have to say that I didn't like either of them. That's right. I would say I definitely enjoyed looking forward to the third story most. Yes, I think I'm done with bullies i think the bully thing is done but i think it's really fun to have a title of something called the revenge yeah it's bold because it's so vague yes and so specific at the same time it couldn't be a title of an actual goosebumps book and coming up in goosebumps series 2000 there is revenge r us which i think is kind of fun but just to have something called the revenge the revenge is intrigue revenge is passion the revenge is what are the other ones? It is excitement. The revenge is excitement. But I didn't really like it very much. And I didn't like Ghoul School. Bye. Yeah. If you... But you know what? There's some crazy twists in this book. And have you read a short story with an astral projecting dog? I don't think you have. Well, Daniel and I have. And let me tell you, it exists. It certainly does. If you exist, send us an email to welcometodeadcast at gmail.com. Yes. Or you can reach out on a place where we don't exist, Instagram. You can say hi to me, Daniel X Montgomery, or on Twitter as just Daniel Montgomery. Yeah, and to reach me, you can astral project and float into my room at night and throw books and clap them over my face. And you can just tickle and giggle all night. If you dare. Ha <laughs> ha